0: I'm just kidding, okay. Hello, welcome to the very first episode of Hammer Time with Sophia and Eric. This is a podcast ran by a dad and a daughter, and it is brought to you by our dog, George.
1: He's, he's not here right now. Yeah,
0: but he's here in spirit. Um,
1: so, I was thinking about some other names for this. Um, I'm thinking, how about, hey, let's clean your room before we start the podcast, or... <laughs> The guinea pig cage needs to be cleaned out. Or now the latest one. Hey, did you plug in the electric car before you can drive it to school tomorrow? Podcast. How does that sound? No? <laughs> no? All right.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe the Put Away Your Shoes podcast. Oh, that'd be a good be one. Cool. I like that one. <laughs> okay. Oh, you want, okay. Uh, I'm starting. So today we will be discussing coronavirus. So the reason why I chose this as a first topic is because I've been using your car recently, um, and ev- you have it the car set to KJZZ, <laughs> like the NPR station. All
1: six stations.
0: <laughs> and every day um, on the NPR station, it's always something new about coronavirus. So I was like, "Wow, well, th- this must be really important." So I this must be a good topic to talk about for my first. Our first podcast. So, a little background on the virus. Uh, Coronavirus is a respiratory illness caused by the new uh, novel, it's new, sorry, and it's first identified in Wuhan, China. So there had been fa- thousands of confirmed cases in China, including cases outside Wuhan City. Additional cases have been identified in a growing number of other international locations, including the United States and even here in Arizona. And then there's several ongoing investigations to learn more.
1: Yeah, that's right. So a little bit more about it. Uh, so it, it's similar to SAR. So I don't know if you remember. or if, Let's see you were at the time or you, you, know, you were just born <laughs> in 2002, you had the uh, SARS epidemic, right? And, uh, um, kind of the similar, There was a, a respiratory, uh, viral respiratory. And, um, that happened 2002 that impacted in 37 different countries, uh, it infected 8,000 people and it killed 750 folks. So similar to SARS, kind of the same, uh, symptoms, uh, it causes like a pneumonia. It's really what it is. And because it's a pneumonia and a viral infection, uh, flu-like antibiotics, they don't work. So that's one of the challenges you have. Uh, it causes uh, uh, coughs, and it's like that dry cough, I guess is what they say. Uh, you will get fevers, and then you'll have breathing difficulties. Um, and, you know, similar to some of those viral-type infections, it really, really impacts elderly and the kids uh, young adults the worst. And anyone that doesn't have necessarily good, they can't fight off good in- infections, I'd say, uh, or they don't have a good immune system. Uh, so let's see, what else? Um, uh, you can, if you do, If I mean, folks, the, as they do get it, uh, they need to get hospitalized. And one of the reasons why you need to get hospitalized is uh, they have machines that will help you breathe. That's one thing. Uh, and they'll also make sure that you get your fluids and, and fluid levels up. So so that's one of the things that kills you is you dehydrate too, right? So it keeps fluids in there to keep you going, uh, basically, right? So um, real quick, how do you get it? So like other viral infections, uh, coughing, sneezing, so basically that puts little droplets in the air and it can land on surfaces you could touch. Um, and that's how it kind of gets spread. And they were really concerned about the coronavirus spreading as fast as it's been. And I think that that's what um, has been a, a major concern. So. so I think we wanted to go through a quick timeline, too, yes. right, before we get into any other questions yes. that are out there. Uh, so I jotted down. So, uh, by the way, some of my notes that was there, it was from The Guardian on 2 9 Uh, a timeline. So I know I got my organizing my notes. So apologize. Oh, Oh,
0: and I think you also mentioned like the, I I was saying like for SARS, I know the mortality rate was actually, um, higher. Whereas like coronavirus, they're saying it was lower. So, uh, I don't know. That's just, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I got a little bit of notes when I get through the timeline about SARS and the amount of deaths and
0: everything like that.
1: So anyways, so timeline. So from two nine, this is from Al Jazeera and it's just an article on there about the timeline of of the coronavirus. So December 31st, that's when China first alerted the World Health Organization uh, that they think that they have a pneumonia type infection that's uh, out there. And then on January 1st, um, they released that This infection was released in the, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this, the Wanani seafood warehouse. So so one thing about Wuhan, it's like in the central of China. So, um, but I mean it's typical to have seafood markets. I mean I'm sure Phoenix has some seafood markets too, right? Um, Within that you don't have to necessarily be on the coastline, Um, but they do all other uh, animal. Uh, products that they sell there too. So anyways, that's where kind of like the epicenter, that's where they trace back to see where the start of the, the mm-hmm. virus uh, began. So on January 5th, um, that's when Chinese officials, uh, they, they ruled out that it was a recurrence of the SARS, um, but similar to the SARS, right? So that's what we're learning now, or we know now. Then on January 7th, um, they announced the new virus, uh, according to the World Health Organiz- is an identi- Organization, sorry, uh, they identified it be par- being part of the coronavirus. So the same family uh, as the SARS and, and, and also the Middle Eastern respiratory, the MERS is another one that was out there. Uh, then on January 11th, that's when we saw the first death. And it was a 60- 61-year-old uh, that purchased goods from the Wunan, the seafood market. So the, that gentleman, I know I said January 11th, the, the gentleman actually died on January 9th. It was just January 11th is when they reported that he had actually passed away. Uh, January 13th, the World Health Organization, they reported a case in Thailand. So this is the first time we saw it leave Chinese, the continent, so, and be impacted by other countries. Uh, and that was a woman that arrived from the Wunan, or Wunan, uh, city of Wunan. Uh, January 16th, um, Japan confirmed a case. And January 17th, we had our second death uh, of the in Wunan and then US announced that uh, three airports would start screening uh, passengers coming in from China or from Wunan. Wen- um, then they also during on January 17th, we confirmed much more cases, multiple throughout multiple countries. On January 20th, uh, we start seeing the infections and the death toll kind of start to increase. So we saw 200 infections and our third death. On January 22nd, uh, you're seeing 17 deaths and 550 infections. Uh, They also, on January 22nd, that's when Wunan stopped air and rail departures uh, from that city. On January 23rd, that's when they actually stopped in the Hubei province. That's, that's like the province around the Wunan, uh, city of the Wunan. Uh, and then Beijing actually, um, canceled its events for the Lunar New Year. So China at this time, right around that, uh, third week of Jan- January, I think it is of when they celebrate their New Year's. So a lot of folks on vacations, a lot of events, a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, folks out and about not necessarily at their day-to-day jobs but out on vacations um, and so here's some events that they actually ended up closing uh, on January 24th we ratcheted up to 830 infections and you had 26 deaths um, we also saw the Shanghai Disneyland shut down um, they also started landmarks began to shut down so this is January 24th so what do we' t- we Three weeks away from the announcement. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I kind of talked about like the timeline. This all happened. Like from now, it's what it's February twelfth. Like it's almost it's less than two and a half months. So this has been pretty fast. Yep. And pretty it's been spreading really fast too.
1: January twenty sixth, you had two thousand cases and fifty-six deaths. Um Hong Kong closed their Disneyland. Uh, and then we had some new cases confirmed in the U.S. and some other countries. So I think you wanted to talk about in U.S. The, when folks came in here they were quarantined, right? Oh,
0: yeah. So um, there's a lot of people who are staying either, like, in China or, like, you know, near Wuhan or in Wuhan City. And uh, the U.S. government had to uh, fly them back. But a lot of people, they had to, like, screen all of them and, like, keep track of all of them. So what they did is they put them all in a military base. And uh, they're keeping there for them there for, like, about two weeks. Yeah, two weeks, 14 weeks. Yeah, days. so, and, you know. You know, you're just, and there's a couple people who've been interviewed saying like, you know, what's it like they're like being like quarantined for that long. They're all like, you know, we just want to go home. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm sure. Yeah, but but I'm sure they I would hope that they understand. I mean, they're it, it's got to be troubling for them. But um, listen, I mean, these things happen and more or less with the amount of population that we have and our closeness to well I mean I don't want to speculate on, on how certain things can um, transmit or whatever but but I like that they're actually taking these steps um, does it infringe on civil liberties? I don't know that I can answer that question um, but I think I think that we have to do this for the greater good I mean as as m- if something like this gets as it did in Wuhan, and you can see how fast it can ratchet up, and the amount of people infected, um, and the amount of deaths that can happen, um, you, you uh, unfortunately you're going to have to do these type of measures. Take these type of measures where you quarantine folks. And I think, for the most part, I would think from what I'm hearing from folks is they understand that, yeah. that that's acceptable, and that that just is part of the nature of uh, being a good society person. Yeah, of right?
0: right. course, it's for the whole. Yeah.
1: So let's see. I think I was on January 24th. So January 26th, that's when we started seeing 2,000 cases. We had 56 deaths. Uh, I think I already mentioned that, that the Hong Kong uh, actually closed their Disneyland. Um, so on January 30th, so we're a month into it, the World Health Organization declares a global emergency. Um, you had 170 deaths with 7,700 infections. Um, and it spread to all the 31 China providences on February 2nd. So we're really starting to ratchet up the desk because the amount of people that are infected by this time, right? So, um, but again, I think you mentioned it, that SARS was actually-
0: uh, Yeah, the mortality rate uh, was higher than coronavirus. Uh, Coronavirus, not as many people die, like compared to SARS. Like more people, like they're just because, you know, coronavirus has more people are infected. However, the mortality rate is lower. Right. So Yeah.
1: Yep. yeah. And one thing I forgot to ask when we were talking about what is it, um, the flu, just so you know, I mean, just for context, the flu actually kills a lot more. I didn't, I didn't get the numbers for what it kills. It, it kills a lot more folks. Um, and again, mainly people that just don't have a very good immune system, some of the elderly, uh, young folks. Um, the flu actually kills more quantity people. What they're concerned with, with like SARS and this coronavirus, is the percentage of deaths with the infected is what they concern. They get concerned about. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So I think it was, uh, let's see, I ended January. On February 2nd, you had 340. Three hundred and four deaths, and you can see now we're past, well past ten thousand. We're at fourteen thousand three hundred and eighty infections, and you had your first death. And this is so it's a month and a couple of days later you had your first death out of outside of China. Uh, So February fifth, flights announced uh, evacuating you. So flights began. Not began, but but flights evacuating U.S. citizens, and this is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah they flew them out, but then they had they to be had quarantined quarantine for, for like, two, two weeks. weeks.
0: And this is also this. So they're like,
1: still in the middle of the uh, quarantine. If they flew out February fifth, yeah, they're still in the middle of that. Yeah. Well,
0: also we kind of like touched on it, like the the what's been. What I've seen on NPR and stuff is the Princess Cruise, the eight American, I think eight Americans, it might be more now, but uh, that were tested positive for coronavirus on the Princess Cruise. And the Princess Cruise, uh, you know, I think it's in Japan. It is in Japan. Right now, yeah. Um, But all the people on the Princess Cruise have to stay like on it, they're not allowed to leave. So they're docked uh, 14 days. And there's been a lot of people who have been like, you know, you know, I want to go out because they're stuck in their room. Like, I think they're only allowed to go out one hour a day from the room. And some people don't even have balconies. And I think you were Saying yeah, that I was Arizona.
1: <laughs> I was listening to NPR yeah. one in today um, and they were talking about that doctor from Arizona. So there, there's one person, I don't know if the whole family or just the doctor, but anyways, she's, she's from Arizona and um, she was fortunate. She was happy because she actually has a balcony so she can go out and get fresh air. A lot of folks on the, on those ships like that, on those cruises. They don't have they don't have balconies to go out on, so they're just stuck in their rooms. Uh, you know, probably very claustrophobic. I would imagine for two weeks they're stuck in their room, uh, can't even really get fresh air. Anyways, she so she gets a balcony and she was all excited. Well, I'm not excited. Don't, don't get me wrong. She had actually a good view when they came into port uh, and they were, they had they had started their two week quarantine. Um, she actually outside her window, it, it kind of overlooked the the harbor. Um, and then it overlooked like in the distance she could see actually uh, Mount Fuji so she was I mean it's kind of nice she's actually got a view um, but the boat had to actually go out to see probably do some runs uh, whatever just it had to had to come back into port and when they docked they docked the other way so now her balcony faces like uh, more like the, the city I guess or the roads but all she's seeing is like ambulances and yeah, I would assume She's like, like yeah. reporters probably yelling at her like, "How are you doing?" Anyway, I that was funny.
0: Yeah, that's why I don't think I. That's why I, I have a fear of cruise ships. I don't think I would ever go on a cruise uh, ship. Yeah. yeah, I think I will. It's no. Convention,
1: convention. Your mom. Mom said yeah. that
0: too. She's like, "No, I'm never gonna go on a cruise ship ever." Yeah.
1: So let's see. So the timeline, so February 6th, uh, you had 563 deaths and there's 28,000 confirmed cases, February 7th. So uh, maybe some of you guys have heard about this, but uh, Lee uh, Win -win Winlang, he was the the doctor. He was the first to uh, uh, sound the alarm. He actually died on February
0: 7th. Yeah. And and he was the whistleblower. Like, uh, like he was like, Hey, there is. I think, we, a, got I think we got a problem. And I, I heard like the Wuhan city, like police were like, Shh, no, no, we don't.
1: <laughs> well, so at that time we had 636 deaths and you had 31,000 infections February 8th. So here we are getting really close to where we are current time. Now um, you had a U.S. citizen that died in Wuhan. You had 722 deaths and 34 35,000 infections. Um, and then finally, this is, where I was on Sunday. Um, It's been a busy week, Monday and Tuesday. So Theo was doing science fair uh, projects. So um, we didn't get a chance to report out and I didn't get a chance to go look up the number. So on February 9th, that's when the death toll actually surpassed SARS. Um, And you had 811 deaths um, and 37,000. I think we're over a thousand deaths now, but don't quote me on that if if you were to look up to see where we're at.
0: Um,
1: So Kind of, you know, listen, scary, I guess. Um, I do think, regardless of how how it was reported, excuse me, and and the fact that there was a whistleblower or whatever, um, I do like some of the measures you're hearing from Wuhan City, where they're um, doing some kind of quarantine on their own. They're not letting folks on the streets. They, you know, they canceled some of the events, even in some of the uh, outside the cities in China. Um, I think those are all important steps that any country uh, that has any issues like this that pop up, that need to take. Um, We're such a global society around the world. You have to take these type of measures. Um, So that was a quick, you know, a timeline of where we're at. Um, I do because I'm, uh, I don't know, I have some geography in my, in my background or I enjoy it. I'm just asked my family. I got maps everywhere. Um, I just <laughs> wanted to quick, uh, so what is Wuhan? So it's the capital of the Hubei, and I'm probably butchering these words, Hubei, uh, Providence. Um, it has 11 million people. So, so it's, and that's, it surprised me. It's, that's the ninth most populated in, in China, I would think 11 million puts you in probably the second or third
0: within the U.S. So
1: 11 million, Uh, it's it's kind of in the center, uh, and it's center of China, and it's linear. So if you were to look, Chengdu is more on the west, central west, and then Shanghai is on the east side. It's kind of linear. It's in that line, uh, just in the between those two major cities. Uh, It's on the confluence of the Yangtze and the Han River. Um, And then it's kind of got a nickname. It's known as the Chicago of uh, China. I think it does a lot of industrial type work. Uh, A lot of American companies and companies around the world uh, do business in there. So it's it's a very global economy.
0: Yeah. So I was talking about like the effects on like, you know, our economy and their economy. And definitely I think Wuhan, um, uh, Apple is a big uh, Apple runs in like a lot of Apple Apple products are made in Wuhan city. And so like people in the U.S. are um, receiving a lot of their Apple products late like, just because of like how Wuhan is so like uh, blocked. Out. I mean, like, you know, secured right now. Um, and then also I was talking about how um, a lot of, I was listening to NPR and there was like a young man who lives in Wuhan. He was talking about how when he goes to the grocery stores, there's not a lot of like food and they're like running low on uh, various different supplies and basic necessities just because, you know, they're closing off a lot of things right now. And also like a lot of stores are closing. They're not even opening up to the public just because of the outbreak. And so just, like, the struggles of the people living there, what they have to deal with, I thought was kind of interesting. I th-
1: yeah, I agree. I think I'll, uh, for for a while, I think I'll just track some of the numbers to see if there's, like, a tipping point where, where hopefully the, the amount of folks infected, because of some of the things they're doing, uh, will actually level off, I would hope. Uh, I, I Again, I think some of the quarantine things, whether or not uh, the people being quarantined are... are are happy or not about it, um, I do like that they're doing that for the general good of, mm-hmm. of society. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, I have a couple questions for you just because, you know, I had researched research this. You know, some are paranoid about the virus. Others are not as paranoid. Are you living in Arizona like you think you're paranoid? No,
1: I, I mean, I'm not. Um it's hard for me to get paranoid when you, you don't see any type of significant infections here in the state of Arizona. I think we had one ASU student that was infected, I think. Yeah. And then, and then this lady, but they're actually quarantined in, 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 Japan. So, um, it's a good thing, right? She didn't come back here to bring back to infect anywhere, but I'm really not. Um, uh, even when the SARS epidemic, cause I remember that in 2002, uh, certainly you don't remember that Sophia, but, um, <laughs> You know, it, it's a it's something in the back of your head you think about, but it, for me personally, it's not something that I'm, I'm terribly worried about.
0: Yeah, I don't think I'm that worried. Like I, I was, you know, listening to NPR again. Um, all my information comes from NPR. <laughs> And so um, it was talking about how a Chinese citizen who lived in Wuhan city was like discussing how they think others are taking it to the extreme. Um, they gave an example where they described how they saw one man wearing a gas mask, like <laughs> walking around. And I, I think like back to what you said about like, you know, just wearing a regular mask, like, you know, washing your hands, that's like Enough I'm to a prevent practice. it. I'm a yes. Yeah, but you know, I just thought that was kind of interesting, like seeing somebody walk around yeah. with a gas mask. How, because you know, they're seeing like they. they I don't
1: know. I see that. I'm see. like, what? Is, there, is it World <laughs> War III? Did I, not, did I not get the memo?
0: No, I see like uh, probably SARS has like makes them a little bit more paranoid. They remember. Because I'm sure a lot of Chinese citizens remember what happened in SARS. And so they're taking more precaution this time. Um, And then, so, you know, in your opinion, not that I don't know if you can necessarily speak to it because you don't, like you said, you don't know what's going on in China. But like, how do you think we should, what the best way to go about a virus like this? like i i know you well, said basic think, hygiene but like yeah, how hygiene. should the us go about this should well, we so call I it do, as like a national emergency
1: yeah yes yeah i think all of the above there so so yeah and, and i do think that uh, again doing these type of quarantines for people that are infected i think you have to do that again for the general good of the society so yes i i'm okay with that um, and again i think people kind of realize that and they they understand that. i would hope that they understand that that it's for the greater good of of society so
0: mm-hmm. definitely and then um you know would you ca- cancel a lot of u.s like you know citizens have been canceling because they had trips planned to china would you cancel if we hypothetically if like we ha- you were going to travel to china and this happened would you still go
1: uh, i think i would want to protect my family and probably would not want to go really at this, at this mom,
0: time, mom was like I, i'm not can't it, mom told it said that you would say no i don't know i'm not gonna cancel a trip <laughs> that's what mom it depends did, on that's where, what where mom going. Thought. she's gonna be like no uh, depends on where china is pretty it's big so yes. maybe but we would on, not be going to dis- disneyland no not disneyland definitely not disneyland um and then Another topic uh, I think we were discussing a little bit about was like the racism behind like viruses like this. I mean, an example that I bring up was a lot of like Uber drivers, whether it be in China or like the United States, and I heard this on NPR as well, is that when they like get an Uber request for somebody, cause they can see like the requests, like the person who requested like the Uber, like I guess pick up or I don't know what called like their name. If they have like a Asian like sounding last name, they won't pick them up in fear of like getting the virus, yeah, that's I guess. Sad. That's sad. Yeah. That's and unfortunate. so, and there's like, it's the same thing with like any other like SARS, the racism behind SARS like that all Chinese and yeah and like I was saying like Ebola that all African or people of African descent have Ebola you know and so just interesting to see like how people react to that
1: yeah I don't think the virus cares what uh, color your skin is or where you're from
0: yeah I don't think so either I think it's like you're human okay (laughs) okay Your ammo, okay, yeah, thank you. Um, so I think so. I had one more. story. Yeah, go and this ahead. is
1: kind of similar to the not, not kind of the not really, but the racism, but but a little bit different. But but case in point that you know you, you, I, I'm guilty of this. So I use Wikipedia all the time, and I understand it can be editable. But they had this this article, and this was from the Wired UK, and it was on February 9th. Um, it was called Wikipedia disinformation. The whole article was that, about uh, the fact that people were in editing, and they were talking about six different articles that had been created, Um, some of them were SARS-related, Wuhan, um, one of the articles about bad is food and Corona beer. I mean, these are the type of articles that people were writing about it. And you can see what the disinformation there when, when you hear things like that, right? Um, so one of the articles they had in there was, it was called 2019-2020 Wuhan Coronavirus Outbreak. Um, and it was created on January 5th. And this article, article went in through, it went under, it undergone... Six thousand five hundred edits. People just and again probably articles about you know bats as food or corona beer whatever you know, but um, you know it just had all these edits. Anyways, Wikipedia locked it down that you could not go out there and edit it um, unless you were um, let's see if you unless you were had an ID for more than four days and you've had at least ten edits behind under your under your belt. Mm-hmm. I guess um, that's the only way that you can actually go out there and edit it. Because, again, Wikipedia, it's an edible
0: yeah, and people resource. See, use all, see I love like, yeah.
1: I love it. I just – if I want to look something up quick and I want to understand something, like the Wunan, that's where I went and looked. Um, so, But you can see, like – and that's what that whole article was, just disinformation, you know, just getting out there. So I just thought that was interesting that they, you know, had – had an article written just on that. And the fact that, you know, people speculate right away, right. What's going on. And this was, this was only like five, they started this article, um, five days after the infection, who knows what people thought or anything like that at that stage. Um, I think people just kind of start, they get in their brains, what they think is happening before, before, um, Research or history or anything else that really caused the origins of things Um, like this, in this case, the coronavirus.
0: Well, actually, no, I was watching the news as well. And they were saying like the misinformation spread that like sesame seed oil, if you eat garlic or sesame seed oil, (laughs) that would like cure the virus or something. And they're like, everybody's like, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) And so I I thought that was funny as well. But, you know, that's all we have for today. Um, Come back next week if you want to hear more from us. We always love feedback and we always want new topics. So if you have any new topics, please uh, tell us. Um, And that's all. Thank you. Thanks, George. Yeah. Thanks, George, for sponsoring.